How's it, you guys? We got a lot of things happening here at, at New Hope, and we got a lot of camps that's happening. We got a camp happening next week, which, called, which is called our Zero Gravity, and it's for our, our youth from 6th uh, grade to 12th grade, and it's happening at uh, the Spencer's uh, Beach Park next week. Um, yeah, and I think we still got some openings um, to be filled. So if you're interested, you want to send your kid from anywhere from 6th grade to 12, go over to the youth center and they got the live stage information center there and you could register there. We also got our camp coming up, which is called our kids sports camp, which is happening the first to the third next month. And in this camp, our kids get to enjoy different sports activities, such as basketball, football, cheerleading. They also get to um, get into the Word of God. So there is a slight fee, but I, I can tell you this much, that they get a T-shirt and snacks. And a T-shirt is worth far more than the, the small little fee that we get to pay um, for this sports camp. And then about a week and a half ago, we had a camp called Camp Agape. And we have become the second church uh, to be birthed from Camp Agape, Oahu. Um, Oregon uh, opened up uh, Camp Agape, one of the first churches to, to, to be planted in Oregon um, last year. And uh, I went over last year and, and saw what these guys were doing for the kids um, whose parents or parent may be incarcerated. And I saw the heart of, uh, of Pastor Roy Yamamoto and his volunteers to, to just share God's love upon these kids. And Camp Agape Big Island have touched so much people, so much lives have been changed, hearts touched. I got a text from a mom, and, and the mom told me this. What you did with my kid? He's not the same person when he left. And the mom was at home, and she was looking for the kid um, where he was because she, she couldn't find the kid. And then when she went to the room, she found the child doing his devotions. <laughs> in his room. And it, it, it brought the mom to tears to see how the child, in just four days, changed and we get to do that for Camp Agape. We, we get to do that for these kids. And the camp was so focused around the kids that we had so much volunteers that just surrounded these kids with the love of Christ. Wherever they went, there was volunteers around them, just surrounding them, meeting their needs, just loving them for the entire four days. And it was so focused on the kids that we instructed the the, the volunteers that you, if you smoke, you, you, you can't smoke on the premises when the kids are around, any premises when the children are around. And one of the volunteers, after a couple of days being up at the camp, went to the prayer tent and got prayed over and I believe was delivered from her smoking addiction. There's so much reports that are continuing to come in of what God is still doing after the camp. 
But I just wanted to thank you, the congregation, for supporting something like this. That we can be a part of our community because this is more than church, guys. This is bigger than New Hope Hilo, Hawaii. This is something that only God can do. And all glory belongs to him. But I thank you for being a part of a Camp Agape. And to the volunteers who were there, I'd say this. Well done, thy good and faithful servants. Well done. But I see you guys again next year. Well, it's our Wednesday night equipped service, and of course, you guys know the purpose behind it. Our purpose is to equip you, the saints, the congregation, in the Word of God. Because we want you guys to reach your potential into what God's purpose is for your life. And then, you know, look for a niche, look for an area that you get to serve in in a ministry. We've asked that you guys would bring your Bibles to service on a Wednesday night because you will not see scriptures. You will not see points on our big screen. You're not going to see that. What we want to do is familiarize you with your Bibles so that you could actually get into the Word of God with us and then follow along uh, with the message, be aware of the message into where God is speaking to you for your personal growth, your personal relationship in Jesus Christ. So that's our equipsers. Well, how do we do that? How do we, how, how do we get to a place where God speaks to our lives? Here it is. Let's get into the Word of God. Let's open your Bibles to Galatians chapter 1. Now tonight we're going to continue learning about the authenticity and the history of God's Word, the Bible, and how it will help us and keep us on, on this righteous path that God has in store for you and I, the purpose that we're here on earth. Last week, soon-to-be Pastor Bunny Carrere spoke to us about living an authentic life with Christ. And we only get to live this authentic living to his word, to the word of God. And we had a time of prayer asking God to release some of the things that may be hindering our hearts, that may be keeping us from, from hearing God's word, from really um, listening and, and receiving God's authentic word for us and staying on this path of authentic righteous living. Now, I'd be the first to admit that, that I've got some issues in my life that, that, that makes me fall off this path every so often. Right? How many of you guys got issues? Yeah. Okay, you guys not agreeing that I get issues. All of us get issues, right? All of us get issues, right? So thank you for being so honest. But for those who did not raise their hand, I want to direct your attention to our prayer room. Um, we have prayer counselors. That are available tonight if you need prayer. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Folks, we're not perfect. We're not perfect beings. Right? That's why God sent us Jesus. That's why God sent us his word. And some of you may think that you are. You may think you're perfect. And those of you who think that you're perfect, enough said. We will all fall short of the glory of God. 
And that's why we need the B-I-B-L-E. Our basic instructions before leaving earth. That's what I told it, it, it meant. It's the Bible, which is the authentic word of God. And throughout history, it's been our, an instrument for instruction for living a righteous and happy and wonderful life with and through Jesus Christ. That's what the Bible does for us. And a couple of weeks ago, Pastor Sheldon spoke to us. Actually, he was warning us about listening and following people who may preach inaccurate doctrine. And he reminded us to be very careful that if the gospel that is preached is none other than the gospel of Jesus Christ, then we need to be careful because we can easily be persuaded or fall out of our faith. And if we're not into the God's word, not into the word of God, and we don't know the truth, listen, the truth of the word, then the word says that in the end times, even the elite, even the most knowledgeable people will be deceived by false doctrine. That's why studying and knowing the truth of God's word is very important for us as Christians. It will keep us on the straight and narrow path that God has set before us. Now, if you've got your Bibles open to Galatians 1, we're going to look at Galatians 1, verses 6 to 9. And I'm going to read from the New King James Version. And it reads, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another But there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if any preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. I love how the message version explains it. And this is the message version. I can't believe your fickleness. How easily you have turned traitor to him who called you by the grace of Christ by embracing a variant message. It is not a minor variation. You know, it is completely other. An alien message, a no message, a lie about God. Those who are provoking this agitation among you are turning the message of God on its head. Let me be blunt. If one of us, even if an angel from heaven, were to preach something other than what we preach originally, let him be accursed. I said once, I'll say it again. If anyone, regardless of reputation or credentials, Preaches something other than what you have received originally, let him be accursed. And that word originally means authentic, the true word of God. The Bible, the authentic word of God, is first pure truth. It is first pure truth. It's not something that will leave you. With a sense of doubt, or would leave you with, in limbo with a questionable experience. That's not what the Bible does. It is truth. And I, be, and, and I believe um, 
that there will be people out there in the world that, that will be professing to know the word of God. But preaching it for self-gain and turning the gospel upside down. There will be people saying that God spoke to them. And they'll prophesy. Well, God spoke to me about this. And God spoke to me about that. Listen, we got to be careful to what we listen to. If the message doesn't line up with the word of God, and that's why you and I need to be in God's word, we got to be very careful. God may not have spoken it to them. If their prophecy does not come to pass and it doesn't line up with the word of God, I'd say this, watch out. Watch out. Now here's a heads up. Based on just my experiences, I've come across a lot of these people that would say to me, I'm in touch with God and I got a word for you. My first reaction is, really? You got a word for me? Because I believe if God wanted to speak to me, don't you think he'll speak to me? Unless I'm that disobedient that he got to go speak to somebody because I that hot head. You know, I believe that he would speak to me first. The Bible says by two or three witnesses. Okay, so the first witness would be the spirit. The second would be the word. And the third should be me if he wants to speak to me. Right? I believe that. But then... I don't write them off right away. I don't, I don't, I don't just kick them out of my, my, my way. I, I wait because grace will kick into my heart. The first thing that I do is I would examine a person's walk. I would look at that person and see if he's reading the Bible. Now, if he's not reading the Word of God, or he is, if he's reading another book, then I'd be very careful about that. That's a sure sign that I need to watch out. The second thing that I'll do is I would examine his reputation. Has this guy or this gal um, prophesied before? Was it lining up with the word of God? Did it come true? How is this guy's track record? I would check on that. And if his prophecies came true, great. But if it didn't, it's a sure sign that I need to be careful into the doctrine that he's teaching me. And you will see these guys on TV. You will hear them on the radio. And, and don't get me wrong. There's, there, there's a lot of good people out there that preach the word of God. But there are some that don't. And we got to be careful. And that's why we need to see the authenticity of God's word. The Bible says this. Let those who have ears to hear. And he's talking about the truth. Of his word. Let those who have ears to hear, let them hear. Listen, prophecies will be spoken. The prophet Isaiah was great at speaking prophecies. If you recall, he prophesied about the Messiah and how he would be taking on the sins of the world, how he would be wounded for our trans- transgressions, whipped and beaten, and then hung on the cross and died for our sins. He prophesied about that. And you can find his prophecies in Isaiah 53. You can turn your your, your Bibles to Isaiah 53. His prophecies came to pass. They were accurate prophecies. And we can actually gauge Isaiah's hearing from God 
by the fulfillment of his prophecies. A lot of his prophecies came to pass. And listen, there are still prophecies that he prophesied that are still coming to pass. I want you guys to look at Isaiah 53, 5. And it says this, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. By his stripes, we are healed. And I've read the book of Isaiah over and over again. And I believe that God spoke to this man of God. And he gave him true, true revelation of his word and his will. Isaiah's track record is impeccable. You see, folks, the real truth is in the end result. The completion of the prophecies. If God spoke it, he will do it. Church, many will come prophesying. But the truth is in the end result. That's why I continue to trust in the prophecies God gave to Isaiah for our future. By his stripe, we are healed. Amen? That's a prayer. That's a prophecy that I use in my prayers for healing for people. I can trust in that prayer. I can trust in that prophecy because God spoke it and I saw the rest of it come to pass. He was bruised for our iniquities. You've seen that. By his stripes, we are and can be healed, people. We can. We just got to believe it. Now, I got this illustrations. Now, besides being a pastor, for some of you, you know that I'm a, a caterer and I'm a cook. And uh, one of the things that I love is authentic food. I love authentic, the real stuff, you know, Mexican, real Mexican food. But the most that I love is authentic Hawaiian food. Oh, I, I love that. And I, I mean authentic Hawaiian food. Now, if you've grown up husking the coconut and, and um, going out and, and, and preparing the emu, grabbing the stones, cutting the wood, all that stuff, then you know that authentic Hawaiian food is not easy to make. It's hard work. It's hard work. It's like being in the Word of God. It's not easy. It's hard work. You got to want to do it. Okay? So you know what authenticity is. If I say that you got to go get all the emo stuff ready and pick all the wood and stuff like that, you guys will know. I love to cook the closest way that I can to the old style cooking so that my food will be uh, as close to authentic as possible. And uh, because I practice that and I've experienced that, when I go to parties and I, I munch on you know, Hawaiian food, I can tell if it's the real stuff or not. You know, for some of you, you too, you, you can tell if it's the real stuff or not. Yeah. And I, I like it, the authenticity of preparing Hawaiian food to the authenticity of God's word in the same manner. That um, if you've tasted authentic Hawaiian food as you have tasted the authentic word of God, you will know the difference from the real stuff compared to the fake stuff. 
Let's take Kalua Pig, for instance. Now, I can tell when it's true, authentic Kalua Pig. And in today's society, we've developed so much methods and theories about how, do we, how, how we cook the pig. Some of us have uh, come up with a theory of um, taking a barrel, and we put everything, all the ingredients. Uh, we put the banana leaves, we put the tea leaves, and then we put some water in there, and then, we put, of course, we put the pork. Don't forget the pork. And then we put the, the, some, some cloth or some burlet bags on it, and then we cover it, and then we put the barrel over a, a stove, and we light it up, and, and then we cook it for, for hours and hours over. And then when it's done, we say it's Kalua pig. Well, it, the color is not the same as authentic Kalua pig. The, the taste is not as good as the authentic Kalua pig. It may look like it, but it's not authentic Kalua pig. To me, a steamed pork. <laughs> yeah? Okay, and then some of us have the method, and we go through the true traditions of, of getting the emu dug and, and then, you know, putting the rocks, putting the wood, putting the rocks on there, burning it up, and then getting the banana leaf and all this stuff, putting the, the uh, what we call pork butt or pork picnics from the mainland. And then we cook that, we put it in there, we cover it, and then we cook it. And then we take it out and we say it's Kalua pig. Well, it's almost like Kalua pig. I mean, it, it tastes like Kalua pig, it looks like Kalua pig, but the texture of the pork butt is not the same as the authentic Kalua pig. Now, have you guys ever experienced cooking the entire whole pig wrapped up in one chicken wire, put on the hot emu fire, where you get all the smoke in your face, <laughs> bury it, and then we wait for eight hours, and then when it's taken out, you can bring that pig out, and then you get the crispy skin on the chicken wire, and then you just can taste the skin and know that it's a true delicatessen, along with the pot rice right next to you. Now you've tasted authentic Kalua pig. Now that's the truth. That's what's called the true thing. Dinner has been served. Now here's the point. We've become so accustomed to the different methods or the cooking or the preparation of Kalua pig that today the steamed pork butt seemed to be the best tasting Kalua when consumed at parties. And because we've been eating and tasting it this way for so long, we're okay with it. We've accepted it. And it seems to please us. It's become what we believe to be the norm for Kalua pig. But it's not authentic. When you and I have tasted the true, authentic Word of God, nothing, folks, nothing will compare or even come close to the authenticity of God's Word. And when people share false teachings or, or prophecies with you, you will know the difference between the truth and the lie. 
what's real and what's not. Folks, we need to be watchful because there will be people that will take the word of God and add to it self-seeking truth to the word or to the prophecies of God. And when they do that, the pro- and, and the prophecies or the truth don't come to pass, when it doesn't come to pass, it invalidates the true prophecies that God has given to us in his word. And then it makes it harder for you and I as Christians to preach this truth to an unbeliever or to this dying world because they have taken the power of the truth of the word of God and squandered it, the truth that produces faith in us as believers. That's what it does. And we got to be very careful. Now, you guys may be hearing this and you guys may be asking yourself or thinking, so you don't believe that God speaks to man, to humans. Listen, I'm not saying God doesn't speak through people. I believe God does speak to people. But he'll do it in an orderly fashion. He'll do it through his word. He'll speak to people according, listen, to his will and to his purpose. It'll not be for anyone's glorification or for self-seeking gain. Not for selfish gain at all. Folks, if the prophecy or the teachings doesn't line up with God's word and will, what I'm saying is that we need to be very cautious about what we hear. But yes, God does speak to people. All I'm saying is be careful. Protect your heart. Protect your feet. Romans 16, you can turn there. Romans 16, 17 to 18. And I'm going to read out of the NIV version. Paul says this. I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teachings you have learned. Keep away from them. For such people are not serving our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of the naive people. And I believe once you and I have tasted and learned the good and authentic word of God, listen, for ourselves, nothing will be able to match it. And we'll be able to determine the authenticity of of godly doctrine compared to false doctrine. Not only do I believe that God speaks to people, um, I also believe that God speaks to our circumstances. He did it to Acts 16. You guys remember when, when he opened the doors of the prison when Paul and Silas was, was arrested? It was at midnight that, that the angel opened the doors and, and the jailer was all shook up and Paul and Silas were still there. They didn't run away. Well, God can open, open and close doors in our circumstances too. He can do anything. God can do anything. But we need to be careful because we, I won't believe it. I won't be able to put my true heart into it. 
I won't be able to believe it until I've tested it by God's word, by God's spirit, and by his will. How many of you can say that the Holy Spirit led you through a difficult situation or circumstances in your life? Yeah, sure. Sure he did. I'm a walking testimony of what God did for my life through my circumstances. But I didn't realize the evidence of what God did until after the fact. A lot of times we don't see the proof of what God's doing in our lives or our circumstances until we see it from the hindsight after he's done it. But the truth of the matter is that God continues to speak to us through his word. He speaks to you and I through the Bible. And as I was preparing for Camp Agape, you know, I felt as though I was being nailed to the cross daily. Daily. If you've ever put, to, put a camp together, it's not an easy task. It's a difficult task. And when you're doing it for the first time, it's hard. It's, it's difficult. And I went through a lot of obstacles every day. I struggled every day. And as I did my daily devotions, God, God comforted me to his word. He strengthened me to his word. He pushed me forward, ensuring me that he's there every step of, his, of the way through his word. He directed me. And I persevered through the obstacles. Now, every day, I, I send, not every day. Sometimes when it's a personal thing that God speaks to me, I'll keep it to myself. But a lot of times, I would send my devotions to people that I know who would be praying for me. People I trust. And these people can attest to you the difficulties that I went through every day through my devotions to Camp Agape. And they can attest to you how God spoke to me by my devotions every day. God speaks to us every day through his word. Listen, if we take God's authentic word for granted, like the little pig, we'll allow and accept anything. And every different method or styles of teaching as to what seems to be God's word, we'll begin to believe it as the norm for us. That's how it should be. That's what I should be believing as a believer, because we've never experienced the authenticity of God's word, the truth of God's word in our life. That's how important the truth is. Without experiencing God's true word, how can we determine what the lie is from the truth? The authentic truth is his word. is so much better than any other doctrine than you hear. God's word says, when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. It's in the knowing, folks. It's in the knowing of the truth. It's in the knowing of the truth of God's word that will set you free from being deceived. And you know the counterfeit. You know the fake. You know the lie when the truth of the word is revealed and experienced in you. In you. Some of you may be asking, what about the, the word of knowledge or the word, uh, word of wisdom? How does, how does that work in our life? How does that work in, in, in our walk? Again, if a word of knowledge or a word of, of wisdom is spoken, it has to align with the word of God. 
It has to. It's like the spiritual gift of teaching. The spiritual gift of teaching is the ability to teach God's word to his people. That's the spiritual gift of teaching. Well, the word of knowledge and wisdom is also a spiritual gift. It is the ability to communicate effectively God's instructions. That's wisdom. Listen, do you think that the prophets came up with their own original prophecies by themselves? No. Here's a great example of a prophet. Take Aaron, Moses' brother. He was considered to be a prophet. Did you know that Aaron only repeated what Moses told him? Yeah, Aaron prophesied the word of God to the people. But it was Moses who had the gift of wisdom and knowledge. He communicated with God. He communicated God's purpose and will to Aaron, and Aaron spoke it to the people. Moses gave him the instruction. Aaron spoke it. Aaron taught the instructions. The reason God did that was as a judgment to Moses because of his disobedience. And you guys remember Moses made up all kinds of excuses not to go before Pharaoh and speak on behalf of God. He said, no, I am of, um, I'm not of eloquent speech and I can't do this. And, and God said, yeah, okay, good. Then I will send your, your brother Aaron to speak for you and speak on behalf of you before Pharaoh. But God spoke to Moses. If you guys read the Bible right, it says that God spoke to Moses face to face. And he let Aaron know what he needed to say to the people for instructions. God gave Moses the gift of wisdom and knowledge. The ability to communicate effectively what God is saying. Aaron spoke to the people, the prophet and the priest, for teaching them and instructing them in the word of God. Listen, church, a prophet is one who proclaims God's word in truth. He doesn't have to come up with his own original stuff to prophesy. The original prophecies, listen, has already been written by our almighty God. The original author who, is, who has used other spirit-filled men to bring to life his word. And those prophecies are found in the Bible. God provided it for us already. Proverbs 35 and 5 to 6, you can turn there. Proverbs 30. It reads this way. Every word of God is flawless. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Do not add to his words or he will rebuke you and prove you a liar. Folks, the truth is in the pudding or in the color pig. It's in the authentic word of God. It's in the B-I-B-L-E. And the beautiful thing about this is that if we pay close attention and if we abide in his word by his complete and final written revelation, you and I will be able to experience truth authentic, and godly life. The life that is promised to us in the Bible. 
the life that Pastor Bonnie has been spoken to us last week about. A wonderful life, not just here on earth, folks, but for all eternity. When the truth of His Word begins to live in you, now we can be saved true and true, experiencing fantastic results in our lives. 1 Peter 1, and if you're quick, you can turn there. 1 Peter 1, 23 to 25. And I want you guys to catch this. 1 Peter chapter 1, 23 to 25. It says, For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but imperishable. And here's what I want you to catch. Through the living and enduring word of God. For all people are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall. But the word of the Lord endures forever. You and I have been born again to the living word of God, the incorruptible seed that lives and abides forever. How is a man born again? Well, all he has to do is go to one of these crusades and he'll be prophesied over. And No, that's not how he's born again. Well, all he needs to do is get an unction within him and an emotional feeling and, and turn his life over to Jesus Christ. No. Folks, we are saved by the word of God. The truth. The imperishable, incorruptible, living, and enduring word of God. And Jesus Christ is the living word. John 1.14 says it this way. The word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. We have seen his glory. The glory of the one and only son. Who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. I'd say this, if you're not saved by the word of God, by the Bible that preaches the gospel of Jesus Christ, you better check yourself. You better check if you got the true saving grace of God's word within you. The true relationship that the Father had with the Son. It's the only way. It is only through Jesus Christ, the flesh of the word that man can be saved by. No one comes to the Father but through Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. You may put away your notes and put away your Bibles. Tonight I pray that you've taken this message to heart and to be careful of the doctrines that, that's preached out there in the world. Be very careful. Now, don't get me wrong. There are good doctrines out there. Those that preach Jesus Christ. I've read this scripture this morning in my devotions. And God spoke to me about this scripture. So, I want to I read you this scripture. It comes out of Ephesians 1, 17. And it says this. 
I keep asking that God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know Him better. Can I pray for that spirit of wisdom and revelation over you tonight? Can we ask God for the truth of His word so that we can know Him better? Would you bow your hearts in prayer with me? Father, we thank you for this word. Your word that is complete. The complete revelation of you, Father. And you've sent your son, Jesus Christ. The true revelation of who you are. Your word became flesh. And he's a perfect example of your love for us. Tonight, Lord, as we leave tonight and we get into our word, I pray that we not take the authenticity and the history behind your word for granted. I pray that we would have a deep desire within our hearts to search for that truth. The truth that would set us free by knowing the truth, Lord God. So that when we are tossed to and fro in this world, Father, we will know the truth from the, from the lies of the world. And that we will be able to determine where we should step and not. I pray, Father, that you would open the doors of your revelation into the hearts of your people. I pray that you would set them free, Father, from being deceived ever again. That they will know the truth, Lord God. The authenticity of your word. Help us to live your word, Lord God. The authentic life to your son, Jesus Christ. Help us to express the love of the truth of your word to this dying world. So that, Father, we would be true to them and they would see truth in us, Lord God, and not a lie. Help us not to be that person that will be a curse, Lord God, for speaking doctrine that is not of you. But we would reveal truth in them so that they will get to know you even more. So, Father, I release the spirit of revelation and wisdom upon your people tonight. Open up the heavens, pour it out upon them, Lord God. Embrace them, give them, allow them to experience it, the authentic word that you gave us. Thank you for loving us tonight. In Jesus' name I pray. And we'd all say, Amen.